Genre. And welcome to the Protagonist Podcast, where each week we look at a great character in a great story, except when we don't. I'm Joe Dorowski, and this week we're playing Dungeons and Dragons. It is the Protagonist Podcast Christmas campaign, and uh, guiding us on this grand adventure is returning guest Kevin. Welcome back, Kevin. Hello, thank you. And also participating will be returning guest Norman. Hi, very happy to be here. And of course, producer Andrew. Hello. So... Uh, we, we've toyed with the idea of playing D&D on the pag- podcast for a little while, actually telling a story, creating a story together in a cooperative fashion rather than analyzing an existing story. We're finally doing it. And uh, Kevin, you will have the lead role for us as, is your official title Dungeon Master? Yes. I was trying to think of something Christmassy, but I should have thought of that in advance. So Dungeon Master works. <laughs> High elf. Uh, the, <laughs> it's Dungeon the, Dungeon Master. The jolly old master the the jolly old one the jolly old one Ooh, ooh, i love it all right well Kevin, we're going to turn it over to you to weave a spell of imagination over all of us perfect all right heroes you find yourselves making your way up white hill the snowy mountain just to the north to the village of drift your mission to confront the grump You see, the Grump has stolen Midwinter. Has stolen Midwinter from the small, very Midwinter-appreciating town of Drift. And each of you have been commissioned by the mayor, Mayor Chestnut, to go confront the Grump and get back Midwinter. What I'd like you to do, first of all, to, to let the listeners know who you are, is uh, ideally in character, let us know why this is a very personal mission for you. What has the grump taken from you? What does midwinter mean to you? What are the stakes for you? And also slip your name in there as unnaturally as you need to force it in. <laughs> oh, and you can't see me. So let's start with Andrew. Okay. Well, Well, guys, I just... I just, everyone knows one thing about Grabham Cole, and that's that Grabham Cole loves midwinter. Midwinter is the best time of year, and I just can't stand that the Grump took anything midwintery away from the town of Drift. So I'm gonna make this right. That was that was my introduction. As Grabham as, Cole, Grabham Cole, Grabham Cole. All right, cool. Uh, then let's jump on down to Joe. <clears throat> I am Kane Figito. I'm a little disenchanted with the whole midwinter thing. I was very into it as a child, but I went off to Hootropolis and got into big city uh, interests of earning money and uh, having a professional career. But I am on my way home to go back and visit my parents at midwinter and they still love it. So I guess I'll try and uh, save it for them. You know, I my older brother told me you're a total sellout. I think all of midwinter is a sellout, but we don't have to worry about that right now. The whole, the whole thing. It's just a commercial cash grab. I don't know how anyone loves it. All right, Norman, take us there. All right. 
Well, I got to take care of these two while I'm out here in the in the snow drifts. I'm Braun, a crafter from Drift who's been here for a long time. Uh, my family's been here for a long time. I've got deep roots. And, well, Midwinter doesn't mean as much to me as it used to, but I care about this town and I'll make sure that these youngins get where they're going and get back all right. All right. The stakes have never been higher. <laughs> Will Kane Figito rediscover what it means to celebrate midwinter? Okay, so you uh, make your way up White Hill and you find the entrance to the cave. The the Grump's Lair, it is, it is dank, it is disgusting. It is exactly where you would expect a Grump to live. And when you get in there, to your horror, all the rumors are true. It is filled with midwinter gifts stolen from the town of Drift. It is decked, but not in a spirit of joy or, or merriment, but rather decked with malice as the tinsel and the holly and the wreaths and the little twinkling lights have been tangled up intentionally and thrown in the corners of this cave and cast about. Heroes, what do you do? Oh, how could someone ruin such great and beautiful handiwork like this? It kind of looks like every year when you're trying to take the stuff out, it's all just gotten tangled in the box. I don't know how it gets tangled in the box, but it does, right? It's just entropy. It's just chaos. <laughs> it's too much of that. We got to do something about this. All right. And I go over and I start to kind of untangle some of this. Try to see if I can set some of the wreaths to rights. All right. As you go in and you you uh, start going to set these wreaths as, as uh, Lathander, who is uh, one of the gods celebrated during the Midwinter Festival, uh, would have preferred, uh, you notice something shocking. On this wreath is written the name can't be wreath <laughs> all of these are things that you would find on a wreath <laughs> oh here we go okay it's written the name chimney and you remember chimney tell me tell me how you know chimney and especially why it's especially unjust that chimney should have her wreath stolen by the grump oh Chimney is a, is a well-behaved little girl whose family employed me last midwinter to make sure that their hearth was straight and level and plumb. And I made them the hangers for their wreaths last year. They should be displayed proudly for all their family to look at so that they can enjoy the season. Indeed. That brought tears to my eyes. That was Beautiful fantastic. Poem. I'm, I'm already like feeling like I need to up my game. Yeah. <laughs> Joseph, these are real players. Yeah. I don't know what like, I'm doing. Is... Not like what we've been doing. <laughs> <laughs> I am uh, listeners. This is one of my very first endeavors in this realm. So uh, just enjoy the work of masters <laughs> on one side and then the fumbling <laughs> efforts of well-intentioned amateurs on the other. <laughs> Well, very well. So uh, Braun is is fixing this wreath, and and you see Braun uh, emoting over the sadness that Chimney should be so face such such a a tragedy on midwinter of all days. Uh, Grab him, Cole. What are you doing? 
Uh, I would like to do a perception check because going into going into the situation, like Grabham is trying to uh, like make the most out of this opportunity. Not not in like a gross, ambitious way, but he's just like really eager to do a good job to save Midwinter. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and so he's he's like, okay, we got to get in. We got to like be careful. We've got to like watch out for ourselves. Uh, so so I will roll a perception check. First roll of the night. Yeah, we didn't talk about this off the air and maybe should have. How do we want to do dice rolls? You can click on them in your character sheet or I, if you have physical dice in front of you. I have my physical dice. All right. Then I guess we're just going to believe what you <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't right, lie good. on midwinter, not grabbing coal. <laughs> Everything's that's a good 16 point. and above. All right. <laughs> All right, that's a total of seven on my perception. Which right. is you know what? That has good. established you as a man of honor. <laughs> I think we're going to trust that. <laughs> yeah, that's a natural two with a plus five. Yeah, so unfortunately, uh, you you are, and you can this this steps on your agency a little bit, so you can push back on this. But I feel mm-hmm. like you're probably overwhelmed with the emotion of seeing all this all this effort and all this love of Midwinter just cast aside like so much garbage. These and, presents and were prepared too- with care. Those stockings were hung with care. How could exactly. you just throw it all in a pile? Precisely, uh, and then. Uh, Bron, we got a reaction. Kane Figgytoe. What's Kane Figgytoe doing at this grisly uh, scene? I'm going to like kind of like put a toe in some tinsel and kind of like rustle it around like I'm really trying to straighten it out, but I'm not super engaged with that. <laughs> <laughs> roll, right. roll to straighten tinsel. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you're uh, you're just touching the tinsel with your toe. Yeah, yeah. Figgy toe. Figgy toe. <laughs> My figgy toe. <laughs> Did not realize I was doing that when I started that, but here we are. Because you want to be seen to be doing something. Yeah, yeah. I, I like. I mean, I, I, I want us. Like, I, I, I want them to succeed. I guess, but I'm, like, it doesn't bother me to like see. You've got your hands in your pockets, ornaments strewn about. Your, your hands are still in your pockets. Your guitar is strung across your back. Mm-hmm. So uh, from as you rustle this tinsel with your toe, you hear from within the cave uh, a a rumbling voice. What is all that noise, noise, noise? Guys, I heard something. Really? Can't imagine. (laughs) You're not the only one. I think it's the grump. More likely. Indeed. This troop proves to be a correct prediction as the the rank stench of the grump who has every negative stereotype you could assign to any person really unfairly uh emerges the grump is a a in dnd terms a large creature which is say about eight and a half feet tall maybe nine feet tall has large lanky arms that end in elongated fingers with uh long like filthy nails uh a sort of a dog-like snout and a rotund belly a, a disgusting creature starts stomping toward the front of the cave wearing this tattered uh can't be a Santa suit. Come on. What's the, uh, what's the forgotten realms answer to Santa? Remembering the elves are literal people in forgotten realms who like vote and pay taxes. <laughs> Not like it's Santa in be... his workshop of forced labor. 
Yeah, that guy's that guy's tra- that. Okay, you know what? It is Santa. Santa's in the Forgotten Realms, and the elves all hate that guy because <laughs> uh, these are Lord of the Rings elves. So uh, they really it's it's pretty messed up. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's wearing a Santa suit. It's just a Santa suit. I don't have to explain it. Uh, and it, it's tattered and stinky and gross. And he starts coming toward the the entrance cave, and he sees you there. He says get out i didn't want to yell because i didn't want to max out my uh microphone but please imagine that i gave an oscar worthy performance there mm-hmm. done the spell has been cast got it okay so real quick grabbing cole just needs to like look at you guys and establish okay so what are the parameters for success here do we have to like defeat the grump or do we just need to get the presence back to drift you flash back <laughs> to drift where you're talking to the mayor. Mayor Chestnut. Good. Mayor Chestnut, thank you. I forgot. I'm going to quickly write a note. And Mayor Chestnut is talking to you, and she says, Listen, this is an election year. I need you to bring back Midwinter, these people. I need you to show them that we are in control, not the grump. Do whatever it takes to make Midwinter happen on the 25th. That's it. That's your assignment. Make Midwinter happen. Make midwinter happen. The grump is approaching aggressively, seeing one toe in his tinsel, another person handling his wreath. He grabs a a toy soldier in his right hand and starts brandishing it like a club. And it's about to get pretty violent in here. Can I talk to the grump? You absolutely can. Let's go for it. Okay. Uh, Mr. Grump, we would love to leave. Uh, we're just going to take a few things that seem to have fallen into your cave entryway and get them out of here for you so so it's not so uh, uh, aesthetically this way. So it's a, a better aesthetic will be provided for you. We're just going to take care of that for you and we'll be on our way. The Grump lets out a roar so ferocious that the very foundations of the cage seem to shake and a small avalanche of snow falls outside that doesn't affect anything. Just Just for... Just for the, the, the look of it. And uh, let's go ahead and we're going to roll initiative, which uh, probably means rolling your dexterity, uh-huh. Joe. Dexterity. Joe. Okay. All right. Uh, um, does that mean rolling a d20 and then adding my dexterity modifier? That's Correct. exactly what that means. Yes. I feel so delighted that I got that. All right. There's my, okay. So, Braun, when you're ready, tell me your initiative. I got a 10. Okay. And then grab him, Cole. What's yours? I, I got an eight. Okay. Kane Figgletoe, what's yours? I got an 11. I really don't want to go first because I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't worry. You're not gonna because oh. the grunt oh. <laughs> got a 12. Uh, it feels Picks like that's not this good. To- <laughs> this toy soldier that was lovingly hand carved and dedicated some boy and is going to hurl it at uh, you know, Kane Figgletoes, you stuck your toe in his tinsel. So, uh, all right, you are struck by a toy soldier dealing nine bludgeoning damage to you. Wait, what did, what did you roll? An 18. Oh, yeah, that's probably going to get him. <laughs> I was going to say, do I get a chance yeah, to do I'm anything? A, but I guess you, not. I well, guess. your armor class. Where on your that? character sheet. Oh, I can see your armor class. I, oh, I'm. You can, uh, you, you can see it all. Okay. Oh, I'm okay. all seen. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. I'm so you knew that D&D no matter Beyond's what I did. Encounter. He sees us thingy. when we're sleeping. He knows. <laughs> <the right laughs> way. I am the jolly old one. 
Uh, so yeah, you've been struck by a toy soldier taking nine damage. Okay. King Figgletoe, what are you going to do? Uh, can I, uh, let's see. I'm looking over. Can I cast Charm Person at the Grump? Sure. I'd like to talk to the listeners for a second. Yes, I know. Don't worry about it. Just shut up. I don't, I'm not going to look at the comments. I'll never see them. Okay, continue. <laughs> Does that mean I couldn't do that? I don't understand. <laughs> uh, he's not an eligible target, and I oh. don't care. It's a Christmas miracle. Oh, yeah, Christmas miracle. Charm, charm. charm person is not typically uh, viable during combat. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? I, I'm i learning. I want to – I'll follow the rules. Let me do something else. Let me if, – okay. if, He's if, also not actually a person. Oh. Well, that he seems very specious. <laughs> I mean, I know D&D's had some issues with some of the <laughs> – that's, pro- that's probably not the last time I'll be addressing the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's say just, I'm just going to speculate out loud uh, for a second here. If you were uh, someone who had a list of spells like unto. Uh, oh, I can pull up your list of spells <laughs> as the jolly old one. Yeah. Um, Do you want me to just play your character for you? No, that? no. Uh, Thunderwave <laughs> looks that that looks like a thing. Thunderwave sounds. Thunderwave yeah. is fantastic, especially for a person surrounded by Christmas gifts. I'm gonna do Thunderwave. Is that it's very is that cinematic? Okay, Thunderwave. Here yeah. we go. I'm gonna cast Thunderwave at the Grump. I presume I roll a d20. Yeah. So you'll uh, run up to get next. I believe he's actually gonna roll a Constitution save against your Thunderwave. Okay. Um, and it looks like he's gonna roll against a 15. I've rolled a 13. Uh, so Thunderwave is a saving throw spell. So it's actually the Grump is going to roll his constitution save against your Thunderwave. Oh, okay. All right. Tragically, the Grump with his aforementioned rotund belly actually has a, a rather a robust constitution, and he does pass his save just barely with a 16. Uh, I don't remember if you have an on-fail effect. I think it takes half damage. Yeah, so he'll take half damage. So go ahead and roll me 3d8. Do you know how to do that? I, I've got a d8. No. So you can roll that three times. Okay. I think, okay, that's an eight. Uh, one, that was a great one. A four, that's better. Two. Oh, I'm sorry. I was looking at upcast Thunderwave. You probably cast as a first level spell. So uh, pick your top two dice favorites of those three you just rolled. Or you can roll it again if you want to be fair, but I'm willing to play the Christmas miracle card on this. No, I'm, I'm learning it. And also, I'd like to save that Christmas miracle for a little later, I think. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, I just rolled a seven and a four. Uh, not not bad. So it's 11, which will get half down to five damage to him. So he'll take five damage. So insistent on obeying the rules. I'm trying so hard to cheat on your behalf. Oh, uh, just uh, once again, uh, hold on to that. I think in a moment of emergency, uh, maybe we can play that. Mainly, I just want to set the comments of your podcast on fire. (laughs) I don't I don't know how how uh, large and vocal the D&D contingent of your listeners are. There's definitely going to be some overlap. All right. I, I, I would think so. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. So yeah, you you uh, summon a thunder wave, which not only blasts the grump with uh, sonic energy, but also sends midwinter gifts shooting throughout the cavern and just ricocheting off the walls. And you see a lot of like lovingly crafted toys. You see one that was oh. full of like potions splash against the wall oh. and explode. Oh. Um, 
And yeah, a lot of exciting midwinter gifts exploding. And now what's happened is, you know, the effect when two people are falling in love in a Christmas movie Mm -hmm. and they have like a a glittery haze effect in front of the camera that's supposed to look like snow, but it really kind of looks like glitter or even tinsel in front of the camera. Yeah. Mm The rest of the fight now looks like that. And the, the remainder of the fight, you can now spend a bonus action to call on the miraculous feeling of that to give yourself uh, advantage on one attack roll or one roll of your choice. Oh, uh, Braun and, and, and grab him. I just want to say, I'm sorry. I did not want to destroy Midwinter. I, uh, I panicked because the grump was coming. There's still many gifts left, but yes, you have destroyed several uh, children's happiness i feel i do feel legitimately bad about that everyone do do we have like a midwinter saved tracker where if we do too much damage to the gifts we fail uh of course i've been doing that without telling you about it and midwinter is currently at a negative two Ooh, okay Um, so we're gonna i believe you're a bard is that right figgy toe i am a bard so i uh correct me if i'm wrong you can as a bonus action give bardic inspiration to a teammate Oh, okay. How do I do um, that? As, you just say you're doing it. I, as I, a general rule, you want to do that every round of combat, especially for the purposes of making this a adventure note you're on about right now. bardic inspiration. Consider it granted. You are all inspired by my presence. I do think it's ironic. Uh, you do need to pick a teammate and give oh, it to uh, one. Of grab them. them. Let's give it to grab them right now. Yeah. And are you looking at your character sheet on D D Beyond, or did you print it out? I I have it on D D Beyond. Well, I, I just pulled it up. I don't know. With that. Okay. Yeah. So if you go to your actions and click bonus action, you can actually tick off one of the boxes under Bardic Inspiration. You have four uses of it. Oh, um, I see that. Okay, done. And it says every short rest, which if you think of that as every encounter, that's close enough. Okay. Hi again, like, listeners. All, all, I know. Just, all you need just is relax. a breather. <laughs> um, okay. A jolly old one. I have uh, two questions real quick. <laughs> I like the title Jolly Old One. I, that's just going to be me from now on in all my campaigns. Um, Hit me with those questions. Okay. How likely is it that we are going to have some sort of long rest? Because I can only... Uh, my higher level spells cannot be cast very much. I wasn't planning on giving you a long rest. This isn't actually very combat heavy as a session. Okay. Unless you guys do something truly unexpected. Okay. Uh and then my other question is, would advantage allow you to take disadvantage on a saving throw? Sure. I accept that interpretation. Okay. Great. Seeing this this incident that has spread uh, these these presents about, I do give a like sort of a, a disapproving but understanding grunt and and grumble towards towards Kane. But then I move to between himself and the grump and raise uh, raise the hammer from my side to try to push the grump away from Kane. Oh, yes. Okay, I see. I see. Um, so, uh, yeah. is This is a, a shove action? It would be a shove. Yeah. Um, and I would like uh, to let's... take advantage of this glitter in the air as a distraction for the grump. So yeah, go ahead and take advantage on that athletics check and the grump will be countering with his own athletics as well. He got a 16. He's very strong, this grump. I got a 17. All right. So you push him back and he stumbles backward into a few more of these midwinter gifts. 
How dare you cause such destruction? This is unacceptable, even for such a grump. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, give me intimidation to see if you can make him feel that. I got a nine. A nine. Yeah, he, no, so he... I won't hear your lecturing. Midwinter has been tormenting me since I was a mere hatchling. Um, you notice, as he, he falls back into these midwinter gifts, he crushes many more with his body. And, uh, and he tears a few open as he's trying to s- stabilize himself with his hands. And out of uh, a few more of these gifts fall, like, some, some knives from one of them. And out on the left side, there's, like, some, some very volatile-looking powders. And you all have this thought, are all of these gifts tactical options? <laughs> <laughs> All right, grab him, Cole. It's your turn. All right. Um, now, Figgy Toe did do damage to him earlier, right? Uh, yes. Okay. In that case, I am going to. Uh, so, so grab him, Cole is going to take his hat, which is which is red with a green feather. He's going to turn it around backwards because it's an action moment. He's going to pull out a red and white ball because that's how he channels his magic, and he's going to say, "Sounds like someone's ready for some Christmas bells." And he's going to cast a spell called Toll the Dead. Love it. And you need to uh, take a wisdom saving throw. All right. And I would like to make you disadvantaged on that. All right. I'm not actually sure how to roll disadvantage on here, so I'll just roll twice. And you can right click, and it will give you the option to roll advantage or disadvantage. Oh, oh. even better. All right. So, yeah, disadvantageous wisdom. Oh, I got two natural ones for a total of zero. Okay. The grunt is not well known for his wisdom. All right. So in that case, I'm at fifth level, which means I get to, uh, I get to give you two D12 damage. Love it. Is that type to damage? Um, let's see. Uh, necrotic. Love it. Okay. So that is. So yeah. Uh, go ahead and tell me how much that is. That's going to be eleven points of damage. All right. So um, you see his. Oh, and there's his, and there's uh, a, a sound of bells ringing in the air as this happens. Oh yeah. So like sleigh bells, like. Yeah. As uh, his flesh necrotizes and turns gray and putrid. <laughs> Like, you know, you know what Christmas. happens if you play Christmas music before Thanksgiving. <laughs> um, Just like and yeah, he, he screams in agony again. Like if you play Christmas music before Thanksgiving. Um, yeah. And uh, that, that seems a mighty, mighty rude to him. Uh, you impose disadvantage that uh, that was using your bonus action mm-hmm. from the Christmas cheer in the air. Right. Or I'm sorry, right. the midwinter cheer. Right. So I've, I've used that up. Excellent. So we're going to head back to the top of the round. You see the the grump, necrotized skin, and Kane, you hit him with sonic damage. So he's been taking a lot of magical damage. And he's, uh, he, he climbs up from the, the present mess that he's been in, and he goes, <laughs> and you see his skin starts like getting its color back and knitting itself together. And oh my goodness, he hates Midwinter so much that his hatred is regenerating him. Oh, no. That seems less than ideal. So he is going to pick up 
two presents. He's going to hurl one at Braun and one at Cole. I see how he sorted out the threats here. Braun, Braun, I hit a 10, which looks like it very misses you. Mm. So yeah, the, the present hits the wall behind you and just explodes in like a 10 foot radius, making a new smaller alcove on the cave. And then this other present uh, going at Cole hits a 15, which looks like it does hit you. You don't have any buffs on that AC, do you? Right. That's going to hit me. Okay, cool. Uh, So that one. This one was full of just ball bearings. (laughs) So it does eight bludgeoning damage to you. Whoa. And then he's going to walk forward and he's going to just body slam uh, Kane Figgle. Oh, figgle or figgy? Figgy toe, figgy toe, figgy toe. Oh, he so he's going to walk on the past ball bearings. Me. <laughs> oh yeah, so oh, yeah. I'll take an opportunity strike because you you specified that you were interposing yourself. Yeah. So yeah, go ahead and do that. Uh, yeah, because I have sentinel as a feat. Yeah, and I would Kane, be gonna take farther five back. Okay. So if I hit him, he also cannot move past. I can actually do damage to you, I think. Oh, no, I can't. Can I? If I. Uh, how do I do this? Oh. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. Wait, do I make. I can I can make notes of how much damage I've taken, right? Over here? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can, you can tally your damage in the okay. system. I see my hit point management. I saw a 22 on that Warhammer. That yeah. definitely hits. So I, I shout, you leave the lad alone, and I get him in the gut with my Warhammer. He doesn't need to turn out a grump like you. <laughs> okay, love it. I rolled nine damage. And because I have the sentinel feet, he can't move past me. Oh, oh you know what? Then don't take any damage, Kane. Oh. Where's my I, I did an order of operations thing. This is my fault. I'm used to playing on a grid. As are we all, maybe? Uh, except Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Kane Figito, saved from disaster by your teammate Braun. I wonder if that will make you reassess how you feel about the small town of Drift. It is your turn. <laughs> uh, can- oh, actually, Braun, give me an intimidation roll as you stand up for your uh, comrade. Sure. I rolled a zero. Oh my goodness. Oh All right. Back to you, Kane. You're up. Can I, how would I look around at these gifts to see what would be, uh, what weapons are available to me? So here's the problem. They're wrapped. Right. <laughs> but if he's got uh, I did investigation, hit... I do, investigation uh... would probably do that, right? Do a little shaking them vigorously. <laughs> oh, I mean, I was a child. I've got a skill set here for, or, uh... you know, like he can estimate have, based on the yeah. shape. If he, if he has, I mean, you can base it on the roll and okay, say you whether know what? or not I'll, he's I'll accept. <laughs> Excuse that, me. I'll accept that one is suspiciously shaped like a hockey stick. <laughs> is that a cricket bat? I like seeing the uh, the rolls that were appearing uh, when when you all. If I click on these D, these things over here, will it show you what I get? If I I think I found where I. So am I rolling something to check for? Uh, uh, so investigation, I would accept. I would also accept perception. Um, uh, my... Holy moly. Oh, you're a bard. It's like persuasion plus 10. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my my uh, investigation's a little higher. So when I do an investigation, and do I roll a d20 with that? 
Mm-hmm. And then add if you the, click on the number, it will roll the die for you. Yeah. So if you click on the plus four next to investigation, oh, it'll do what you were just talking about. Well, that was very low. <laughs> that was very low. So unfortunately, you're distracted by the grump bearing down on you, which fortunately your teammate protects you from. Um, I'm only going to make that cost you a bonus action. You're welcome to go ahead and take your normal action now, which could be an attack or if you want to do something else. I'm going to grab a present and unwrap it. I love it. Okay. Uh, Do me a favor. Do you have two D6 in front of you? Two six-sided dice cubes. Yes. Yes, I do. Okay. Are they the same color? I should have checked that. No. Perfect. Okay. I want you to pick one of those to be the main die. Okay. And then roll them and tell me the main die and then the other one, what what each one rolled. My main die was a six and the other one was a five. Oh, perfect. Okay. So uh, this is, you have unwrapped a, a massive slinky. Okay. And, and what you can do with this slinky is you can climb inside it. And so it'll give you cover, uh, uh, just like cover to make you harder to hit. And then when you release the slinky, it will spring up and shoot you anywhere you want in the battlefield, anywhere nearby. Okay. Uh, was there a label on it? So I know whose present I just opened up. I'm so glad you asked this. This present was intended for tinsel. Okay. So I, I'm going to mutter myself like tinsel. I'm so sorry. I have to use this in order to save midwinter for everyone. I hope you understand. And then I'm going to climb into the slinky, but I'm going to (laughs) wait and see what happens next before. Is there a way like I can uh, launch later on in the sequence of actions or anything? Yeah, I'll I'll make that a reaction to do it. Okay, so I'm I'm poised, but I'm not launched yet. Yeah, Uh, the grump is covetously eyeing that slinky because it is appropriately sized for a grump. (laughs) And what's going on with Tinsel? Maybe Tinsel's a Goliath. <laughs> um, Brock, you're up. And then grab him, you'll be next. Great. So uh, I'm going to take a... Well, I don't have to take a step forward. The Grumps are next to me. Uh, so I'm just going to raise my hammer again and just kind of and lay into the Grump twice. Love it. But I'm specifically trying to knock the Grump out. Fair enough. It's a melee attack. That's simple enough. So attack number one. We got a 25. Oh, yeah. I should let you say it because listeners can't see what I'm seeing. And my second attack was a 23. Those both hit. So go ahead and give me that damage. uh, Max damage for 12 on the first one. Love it. And six damage on the other. Catastrophic amount of damage. Just like. You listen to me, you big oaf. You're not going to ruin this for everyone in town. Yeah, give me another one of them intimidations, my friend. Ooh, I got a natural 20 for a 19. Oh, man. (laughs) I love it. Okay. With your 19 and after pummeling the grump really hard uh, for a total of 18 damage, uh, the grump does, in fact cower before you listen i just i just hate midwinter so much and i feel like nobody ever tries to understand me and and there's always this voice in my head telling me that i'm the worst person in the world and and now you're coming up here to kill me 
I just think it's unfair. I choose this moment to spring out of my loaded slinky. <laughs> Look, all right, where are you going? Right at the grump's gut. Just just oh. right right in there. Okay, that's good. An, an attack. I'm into it. Yeah. All right. Uh, give me... <laughs> this is um, acrobatics. You, you do not appear to be wielding a weapon, so I'm going to equip your hand axe on you. Okay. So you have something to attack him with. Uh, and now you have a hand axe to make a melee attack with. All right. Dude, you're not great with hand axes. Uh, you should have picked a rapier. Well, noted for the future. <laughs> I yeah. told him the rapier was boring. Yeah, that was Andrew's guidance on that one. <laughs> I, that's not an incorrect statement, to be fair. <laughs> Wait, on my weapons, it does list a rapier over here, doesn't it? Crossbow. Maybe you only got rid of... Oh, that's like things that you're proficient in, probably. Oh, okay, never mind. Oh, that is proficiencies. Yes, I would be proficient with a rapier if I had one. You have a plus one boobering? (laughs) Uh, I I thought that sounded fun. That's why I took the boomerang. Sure. Christmas boomerang. (laughs) Christmas Christmas boomerang. Why not? All right, cool. Uh, I'm going to talk... Give me your attack roll with your hand axe, a weapon with which you are not great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sorry about that, Joseph. I didn't. I didn't see that you were not going to be proficient with it. How do I do a roll? Well, it's, he, he's proficient, but he uh, it uses strength, and his strength is oh. rightfully low as a bard. How, yeah. How do I roll for that? Or do so I just do actions? Your... Actions. Uh-huh. Attack. How do I? How do I make it? Let's see. You click on the plus the two next to hand axe. Oh, okay. There it goes. Oh wait, I did. Uh... Oh, you actually got a really good roll. I, I clicked on the uh, wrong. That was an unarmed strike. Uh, although that comes the same thing. Okay. So uh, 18 does hit. Uh, so then go ahead and hit that 1d6 minus 1 for your damage. <laughs> I rolled a 5, so 4. 4 damage. All right. Um, this does not help the grump feel understood. <laughs> Crown, it's your turn. Uh, okay. So, so grab him Cole. It, it feels like the, the grump is, it feels like we're kind of less in combat now. And so he's going to run up and he's going to say, well, you probably shouldn't yuck everyone's yums when they like midwinter. So take it easy on that. And you probably won't feel like the worst person ever. You said someone's talking to you. Uh, roll persuasion. Convince them not to yuck people's yum. Oh man, persuasion's really Joseph's thing. You're not bad at it. You got plus three, and the bard's too busy assaulting him with an axe. Yeah, uh, it's a a nineteen. <laughs> oh, excellent. The grump, uh, a guilty look crosses over his face as he picks up a uh, toy bicycle and hits Kane Fickletoe over the head with it. <laughs> Uh, Kane, he hits you for, oh, he does get his regen for nine damage with the first strike with the bike, which shatters with the force of the impact. He says, you're right. Oh, I just did 10 damage to him. Hold on. It's just because I have such a bad experience and then he picks up a dollhouse play set. And he smashes it into Kane's face. (laughs) 
I feel like we should be able to like intervene in this. <laughs> it's, it's his turn. He gets a turn. <laughs> uh, do ten more damage. Oh, oh my goodness. gosh. It just makes me feel like I have no choice. I've been haunted by these ghosts every night for the last <laughs> 600 years. And then he picks up. Um, it's going to be. Uh, let's have it be a big old candle, a big old candle. And he's going to try and force feed it to Kane <laughs> at like 40 miles an hour. <laughs> 20. <laughs> nine more damage oh my god oh. I, I actually must... can't see your current hp Did i think I it must be a one. <laughs> oh wow you survived great but thank you for talking to me i feel seen kane it's your turn <laughs> um i'd like to talk to the grump again <laughs> Okay. Grump, I, I and I spit out a tooth, I think, <laughs> at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned some ghosts. I feel like maybe we misunderstood the situation here in this cave of horrors. <laughs> Can we help you with the ghost problem? Large, sticky black tears form in the corner of the grump's eyes. He really does smell. That that stereotype holds. And he says, yes, I've just been waiting for someone to ask. And uh, his heart grows two sizes, killing him instantly. (laughs) You have slain the grump. And uh, I guess you gain 1,800 XP. (laughs) So you take these characters somewhere else. (laughs) Congratulations. Uh, By the end of this fight, Midwinter was at a negative four. (laughs) So, you know, still still good. Midwinter has a lot of hit points. It's a resilient holiday. And... uh, yeah, okay, so you're standing over the uh, the the dead body of the grump whose heart has just exploded out of his chest. And you have a, a largely destroyed, well, I shouldn't say largely. I'd say maybe 20% of the gifts have been destroyed in your conflict with the grump. Can I say something out of uh, character real quick? Oh, please. I honestly thought you were going to pull back on killing the grump by having his heart grow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> but no, no, you it's have fine. No idea. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we should probably get these presents back to whoever can still get something. I, I, I agree, but we should also poke around about these ghosts. I've so got to say, guys. To wait, I, I was starting to warm up on the whole midwinter thing, but it looks like Christmas cheer can kill you. So, I, I mean, uh, midwinter cheer can can be deadly. So, I might have to stay a little cynical. No, uh, no, no. Don't, don't be so hasty. I, I'll lean down and I cast cure wounds on Kane. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. Um. So, uh, well, no, never mind. I'm not going to talk. You're good. 
I heal him for 15 as I grab him by the hand and pull pull him to his feet. Just, uh, you surprised me there, springing out of that there. <laughs> surprised myself. I'm not usually so uh, aggressive. Usually words are my weapons, not small axes and my body being propelled by a Christmas toy. Well, I guess it worked out, but doesn't seem like it's really your thing. So maybe cool it a bit. I think I've learned something about myself here. That's good. We should pick some of this up. I do. I do feel a little guilty about um, blowing some of these up with the thunder wave. There's a sound effect that I think you should edit in later. It's the sound effect when a Christmas miracle happens in the movie that (laughs) I can't do it. I'm unable to do it. Uh, And the camera fixates on three gifts addressed to Darn it, I deleted the encounter. So I have to look over here. Grab them, Cole, Kane, Figgy Toe, and Braun Cranston. Hey, guys, these are for us. Oh. I, do we need you to wait till the, till the, the morning? the faint and distant sound of ho, ho, ho as Kane, Figgy Toe's gift is a very barely wrapped rapier. <laughs> <laughs> A plus, a plus one rapier as it happens. <laughs> and then, oh, heck, I really shouldn't have. I'll go back to your characters here. Braun, you're the, oh, you're an artificer. Yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. And then Kane was the bard. And then Cole, you were the warlock with the 11 AC. Perfect. Okay. So uh, Cole, uh, sorry, grab him. Uh, yours uh-huh. is uh, a little box and you open it up. And it is a beautiful little comb, uh, a, a midwinter comb that should you place it in your hair, unless you've given your hair away, right. uh, acts exactly the same as bracers of defense. And mechanically, that increases my AC. Plus two, yeah. Unless right. you put on armor. Great. Because I think warlocks can wear leather. I don't know. Uh, I think I just can't have on like medium and heavy armor. I think you can only wear. Yeah. I'm pretty armor. sure you're allowed to wear leather. So if you're wearing leather, take it off and put on those bracers of defense. Okay. So AC is now 13. Yeah, boy. I can't figure and out then... how to manually edit that. So we're just going to remember. Braun Cranston. Mm. You, uh, you open your box and there's a moment of, of a confused musical sting for your box appears to be empty and then another magical Christmas noise and a little note appears and the voiceover happens. Braun Smith of drift. What do you get the artificer who has everything? I wanted to get you a cool weapon, but you're already so good at weapons. So instead, and then your brain feels like you get electrocuted. And unfortunately a side effect, this is you now have tentacles sort of like an illithid. But you can now cast Fireball once a day. <laughs> Just Fireball. Oh. Perfectly balanced midwinter gifts for this party. I guess we can kind of braid these into the beard a bit and pretend <laughs> everything's this fine. It looks very nice, very dashing. Oh. Okay. That was a bit odd. Anyway. Yeah, these seem like really. The note didn't even finish. It ended mid sentence like that. 
Weird. Shame about that dollhouse. I think I made those. Does that mean you can make another? Because uh, I don't know that that dollhouse is coming back. It broke pretty well over my head. I think many pieces. You should feel lucky to have such a thick skull. <laughs> it was it was an honor to be beaten by, by your craftsmanship. As it was coming at me, I could see that the, the, the joists were, were just put together so well you, there. You really got a better look at some of the details than anyone else ever would. <laughs> I... I I, no, no one else can appreciate it yeah. quite like you. No, a true craftsman puts the details even where they won't be seen by the average person. I saw all of that dollhouse, and I could tell that you cared about even those inner corners that no eye could naturally see. It seemed like it was really structurally sound, too. Like, like better than you would expect a dollhouse to be at bludgeoning a person. It's very important. I've always said you don't really appreciate dollhouses until they've driven your eyes back into their sockets by three and a half inches. <laughs> until you've been forced to wear one as a hat, you don't truly appreciate yeah. how sturdy they can be. And I, I will also say, uh, while I appreciated the craftsmanship of your dollhouse, whoever was making the candles, they could work on their flavorings. I just that was <laughs> was a little strong on the, on the lavender. Are you ready to head back to Drift and receive yes, your yes, uh, We're going to gather up everything. Can we carry all of this? Is that possible? Do we just magically carry it all? Maybe we can lash some of this together. So, yeah, you can organize. Now that the uh, danger of the grump is past, uh, you can organize people from town to come help bring the midwinter decorations back down. Although, uh, to your great surprise, as you head back into town, although there are no decorations and no presents... The people of Drift have gathered in a circle in the town square and are singing Midwinter carols. Perhaps Midwinter wasn't about the gifts and the decorations, and you guys just murdered a guy for no reason. Really, Joy murdered that guy for no reason. Understanding. It seemed like natural causes to me. But luckily, when you get back there with their gifts and decoration, they forget all about that. And once again, Midwinter is about the presents and decorations. And boy, are they relieved. The kids are like, oh, thank you. And so, uh, yeah, uh, over the next few hours, people haul all the stuff back down. The town gets decorated. There's a wonderful musical montage uh, as uh, Drift is once again set up. And your hero's feast is laid before you. And the people demand that you tell them the tale of how you saved Midwinter. So uh, Mayor Chestnut, she, she of course, uh, is standing right next to you. She needs to be uh, for the photo op. Um, you have to stand there for a couple hours while you're painted. And she says, hey, the heroes of Midwinter that I myself commissioned, vote for me. Tell them, tell them how you did it, she says, nudging Kane. Well, it was a, a mighty battle was held in the deepest, darkest cave that you can imagine. A truly terrible creature had stolen all of the, the decorations and the gifts and treated them shoddily and definitely had, had broken a lot of, unwrapped some things. If anything's unwrapped, it was by this creature already. Uh... <laughs> And uh, Braun stepped up as as a hero and uh, and attacked the creature uh, and in a moment of weakness, Ketchum, brave Ketchum, thought maybe a psychological attack. That's that's grab him, grab, grab him. him. Sorry, clearly <laughs> not to be associated with any other specific Ketchum. 
I, I beg your pardon. <laughs> grab, grab him, him coal. Not Ash Ketchum. Sorry. Uh, uh, grab him thought, I see a psychological weakness. He was so perceptive about the grump that he, he knew words were, were needed at this moment. And, uh, and uh, then um, he asked it. <laughs> I can't remember what you asked it. Not, not to yuck everyone's yums. Yes, he he said, you know, Chris or Midwinter is 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 is, is, is so special. Why why would you do this? And the Grump started crying. I um tried to attack it with a short axe. Maybe not the right moment for that. Uh, <laughs> and it didn't go well for me. I suffered some brutal attacks, but then with with maybe my dying gasp. I asked it about ghosts, and it's uh, it's heartburst. That's why I'm the hero of this story. The people of Drip burst into applause, and you realize that as you told this tale, the mayor held up the severed head of the grump in a grisly <laughs> display. You are not the ones who cut the head off the grump. You see one of her aides actually has the bloody knife that did the deed. Oh. And uh, the people are so excited to see their enemy killed in the spirit of Midwinter. And then the food comes out, and uh, it's like in Hook, where to a 10-year-old, it's like, dang, that's a lot of jello pudding. But uh, <laughs> to adults, it's like, what? That's a lot of clay. And so that's that's the holiday feast up before you. Um, if you have any uh, hit point damage, you can go ahead and take a short rest, which means you can get back your bardic inspiration, and you can get back your hit points. Okay. And during the feast... All, all hit points? Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank um, you. Actually, no, Joe, I want to teach you about short rests. Okay. You are a bard, mm-hmm. which means your hit die is a D8. Okay. I, I, and you're a level five bard mm-hmm. with a constitution score of plus two, which means you have five hit dice that you're allowed to spend during short rests um, that since 1D&D hasn't come out at the time we're recording this, uh, half of them come back on a long rest. Uh, so when you take a short rest, you're allowed to say, I'm going to recover hit points. All and right. so you roll a D8 and you add your constitution modifier of plus two to it. You get back that many hit points. If you are not satisfied, you can then roll a second D8. And you can do this up to five times. You're spending them out of that pool of five. Okay. I'm and that's how you recover, recover hit some hit points. points I'm at 16 of a potential 38 hit points after the yeah. healing that I received. So... Um, yeah, so you'd roll them basically one at a time. You add your constitution modifier that to each seven. one. Uh, so you get two. nine hit points from that. All right. I'll do another one. That was a three, so five. Uh, that's probably good, right? That was, I guess I should ask the jolly old one. Is that good, or should I just do one more and try and max this puppy? How out? many do you have out of how many? That puts me at 30 of 38. I'd probably roll another one. Okay. All yeah. right. That, that's hit dice are cheap. They're they're there to be spent. Oh, I rolled another seven plus two, so I'm at I'm at my max. I'm back to thirty eight. Bravo. Anyway, I think short rests are an absolutely brilliant mechanic. Although uh, I will spare everyone by not getting into that now. <laughs> but I think it's one of the best mechanics in five e. Dang it. Um, cool. And then uh, Andrew and Norma, I'm assuming you guys can resolve short rest on your yeah. own. If you even need to. I don't know if I hit either of you. Uh, I took eight points of damage, so I just... I was a bit of the... Uh, t- absorbing most of the attacks, which I don't think is typically the bard's role. In not, a, in a the group. bard is not usually the tank. You just you just made the grump awful angry. 
Um, exactly. During the feast, you are approached by Pudding, the town zoologist, the town cryptozoologist. Is Pudding a male or female name? My dice say female. So Pudding approaches, uh, which one's the artificer? That's Brawn, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Pudding's going to come to you because you're the smart one and say, Brawn, I have a concern. The head that was shown to us as uh, Cain told his tale was the head of a troll. And it is well known that trolls love Midwinter. No ordinary troll would be fussy about the Midwinter holiday. Something was going on with that troll. Well, in his final moments, he did speak of ghosts that had been tormenting him. Ghosts? Hmm. Did you learn anything about these ghosts? He said for 600 years. 600 years? Hmm. Why, this reminds me of an old tale that Jingle was telling me. Jingle, of course, being the priest of Lathander. 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 Cool. We got there. And this old tale, by that I mean two weeks ago. Jingle was telling me he heard some strange spell casting coming from the fortune-telling booth. Perhaps you should go talk to him, but be discreet. Something strange is afoot. Hmm. I'll look into that. Thanks. Thank you. Merry Midwinter. And to you. Ho, ho, ho. And then I will, I will turn and I will, I will grab Kane and grab him by the shoulders and just kind of sit, not so subtly pull them back away from the feast and be like, we're, we're not done here, lads. There's something else we got to look into. Track down a lead on those ghosts. Yeah, the, this, this feels very strange. Uh, so uh, I, th- I think we should definitely look into this more. And as as you pull him away, grab him, like, just grabs the biggest cookie he can find and brings it with him. Okay, anything to save Midwinter. Grab him, I should have given you a Pokemon. What's wrong with me? Well, I haven't summoned any of my stuff yet, so they're coming. Okay. I got okay. plans. Okay, okay. Okay, good. I'm glad you do, because now, in hindsight, I wish I'd given you a Pokemon. It's okay. That's right. Next year. <laughs> um, okay, cool. So uh, you got a cookie. What are you? What are we doing? Where are we going? I'm just following. Uh, I'm going to follow Bron. Yeah, Bron seemed to have an agenda. Pudding told me that uh, they were they were talking to Jingle about some some mysterious noises from this fortune teller. So we're going to go check it out. Might be related to these ghosts. And then I march my way over there. Yeah. Let's I, go. I, I follow. Okay. So you head over to the Church of Lathander. I eat about outside. half of the cookie on the way. That's good. So you have half a cookie left. Yeah. There's still Let's half a cookie. Me. Mark that down in the inventory. Delicious. It's good. Good plan. And uh, sure enough, there is Jingle. Oh, man. I could, uh, can I retcon that to be what is either rice cakes or a jelly donut that I've eaten half of Norman's <laughs> going to really appreciate that joke. A jelly donut. 
Perfect. My favorite. <laughs> so I have half a jelly donut. So, when you get there to uh, the Church of Lathander, uh, the remind me. So we know that um, Figgy Toe is from the big city of Neverwinter. Braun, we know you're local. Grab him. Are you local? Yeah. Okay. But but I wander so, around a lot. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, One might say that I travel across the land. <laughs> One might say. Understood. Uh, Jingle is never seen outside the Church of Lathander, which is why he wasn't actually at the feast. When you get there, he's actually licking the ends of his elongated fangs that extend about four inches out of his mouth. He's a, he's a half elf. Uh, his eyes glow red. And, uh, yeah, when you get in there, he's goes, hello. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. <laughs> what you, can I do for you in the name of Lathander? God of, oh, heck, mercy? Yeah. I really should have looked this one up. The, oh, the the listeners are going to have my head for this yeah, one. It's, it's like mercy God, and healing. God of healing or whatever. I didn't, I've never you're, read you're the book. You're very devoted. <laughs> I can tell. Yes, I, your your I'm, devotion I'm is so evident. I love the guy. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> what can I do for you? I want to help you out. I need a moment. <laughs> okay, so we're asking him about the um, ghosts, like, about like ghosts. we need, like, what, what specifically we're asking yeah, about? Yeah, it was something with the trolls. No, the trolls love midwinter, so something was wrong with that troll. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. I think there was something wrong with whoever beheaded that troll, but that's just me. <laughs> we got questions. We got, we got some some mixed signals here in the midwinter festival. Yeah. So yes, midwinter. I love it. Not as much sun. I hate the sun. Yeah, Jingle. We know. Uh, <laughs> old Jingle. You were pudding said you were you heard some mysterious spell casting. Oh yes. Yeah. So I was here worshiping Lathander and having no problem with holy water, and I felt the presence of powerful magic being cast from the tent next door. At the fortune telling booth. I'm sorry, I misspoke. Fortune telling department. It's a ministry of the uh, city government. <laughs> of the divinatory arts, yes. They're very particular. Well, you would think it was divination, yes, from the name. But in this case, they actually uh, do not like discover your fortune. They tell your fortune what to be. Fortune telling. Get it? Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> So and create fortunes. You heard something suspicious. What was it? Yes, I was taking a totally innocent walk at midnight, and I uh, felt the presence of magic being cast. And I heard the mayor having a hushed conversation with her chronergist. I'm sorry, kerchief her- and nightcap. Her, her what? That's her, one person. One person. Kerchief and nightcap. Kerchief uh, and nightcap. What was is, the role again? Hold on, hold on one sec. Kerchief and Nightcap, being a male person, is the town chronergist, which is, of course, a time wizard. 
Oh, okay. Time wizard. Yes, every town has one. I'm pretty sure. Uh, uh, uh. I don't think not every town. Well, I've never really left this building. I know. At least not in the daytime. Are we standing outside of the building while we're talking to him? I feel like we should be standing just outside this building. <laughs> oh, he does invite you in explicitly, by the way. Please come in. You are invited into this edifice. Uh, I'm okay right here. I'm liking this conversation, conversational flow. I that feel we've like this is a doorway. This is a doorway conversation. I like start okay. picking like at the hinges of the door while we talk. Just kind of like I fidgeting. just want you to know if you wanted me to come out there to shake your hand or give you a hug or whatever, I could. I just don't feel like it. I don't know that we're there yet. I agree. See, same page. So, ah, so ah, uh, ah. what did you what did you hear the mayor saying to the the Krenergist? Krenner they were casting some spell, and the mayor wanted him to be very hush hush about it. And they were definitely going back in time or something. It was crazy. Where can we find uh, Kerchief and Nightcap? Oh, well, here's the crazy thing about that. Kerchief and Nightcap has uh, been keeping a really low profile since then. So uh, I don't know. Ah, ah, ah. Is it punctuation that I'm doing? (laughs) Am I punctuating? I think that's what they call it, yeah. Hey, Bron, what kind of vibes are you getting off of Jingle here? Can I? He's a fine, upstanding member of the community. He's been can I detect magic? If I detect wait, magic, wait, would wait. I maybe be able to identify a wizard? Jingle himself has been here for generations. He's an institution. Oh. So detect magic will tell you the presence of magical effects, not mm. necessarily a wizard. Okay. But you can, because it would be funny. Um, or, okay, I've got another plan. I step out. So this is going to be like a small, like grab them episode. I step, I back out of the church for a little bit and I turn and I look for animals because I can speak with animals at will, like as much as I want. Okay. Yeah. Um, what's your, uh, what's the most Christmassy animal? Oh, a reindeer. Duh. Yeah. There's a reindeer, uh, by the fortune telling tent. Okay, like the reindeer looks like it would have been in the area over the past time. Yeah, it's been here a while. Its nose is bright red, probably from the cold. Right, okay. Then I am going to uh, cast Speak with Animals. I gain the ability to comprehend and verbally communicate with beasts uh, uh, for the duration, which is 10 minutes. Love it. Okay. Uh, The knowledge and awareness of many beasts is limited to their intelligence, but they can give me information about nearby locations, and monsters and whatever they can perceive within the past day. Can we say that we're good for, for the time frame we're trying to investigate? Uh, let's check. Why don't we ask the reindeer? <laughs> okay. Hey, hey, reindeer. Hi. Hey. Hi. Um, yeah. I'm grabbing coal. I know like normally reindeer are just like reindeer, reindeer, but right now I can, I can understand you. But actually I recently won the reindeer worldwide genius awards. I have a question. What are Bron and uh, Kane seeing in this conversation? (laughs) What is Uh, our perception? You, You see me talking to a reindeer. You don't, you can't hear what he's saying. Yeah. They're speaking reindeer language. Grab him is like, 
what's, stuffing what's his hard foot to in follow the snow. I'm like, so, so from me, you hear me saying like reindeer, reindeer, reindeer. <laughs> but this is the Pokemon reindeer. <laughs> um, it's a Stantler, actually. <laughs> um, so I say, so we're looking into some stuff uh, about some people in this tent. Have you seen and heard or heard anything that's been going on? Like, how good's your hearing? Oh, I meant to tell you, I also recently won an award for hearing. Man, you're truly Reindeer a Reindeer get together once a year. We have award ceremonies for everything. There's a lot of games involved, I understand. Yeah, the reindeer games, we call them. Yeah. Everyone used to laugh and call me names, but ain't no more of that. Well, yeah, they call you genius with good hearing, right? Yes, and also uh, remembering stuff from more than a day ago. Fantastic, fantastic! Can can that's one of the awards? <laughs> um, Long term memory, congratulations! Yeah, for reindeers, that's that's pretty impressive. Yeah, it's, this is sounding. And this is sounding like you're the perfect reindeer to talk to. So do you know the mayor? You're you're not so bad yourself there, human or whatever you is. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, You know, the mayor, Mayor Chestnut, do you know who that is? Do you recognize? Oh yeah. I actually have a political science degree. So I'm well familiar with the, the mayor and power structures of the North here in the, in the sword coast. Okay. The mayor was talking to the chronologist uh, in, in this tent and doing some magic. Did you hear anything about any of that? Like what they were planning or what they were making happen or like, did they go back 600 years or something? Oh yeah. That reminds me when I took a gap year and learned Tom magic. And, uh, (laughs) yes, in fact, they were taken, uh, they were, so you can't, so it's it's a little above your level of understanding, but I'll try and dumb it down for you. You can't send a body back in time, mm-hmm. but you can. Uh, you, you wouldn't know what the astral plane is, would you? Uh, I I've heard of it. I I deal with some interplanar stuff sometimes. That's great. Okay, so you can sort of astrally project back in time. So it's it's relatively easy uh, to to appear in dreams in the past or or to sort of send spiritual ideas back in the past. So you could appear as, for example, a ghost, uh, mm-hmm. or you could in someone's dreams or as an idea or as like um, spooky sounds or noises, but you can't send bodies back in time. That was actually disproven by uh, Vixen's theorem of t- temporal preservation. Okay. Okay. And grab and writes that down. Uh, so what about the mayor? Oh yeah, the mayor, Mayor uh, Chestnut, I believe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, she's uh, she's been doing pretty poorly in the polls ever since she made that insensitive comment about dwarves making toys for the children. Yeah, and that so not I, I not her finest hour. Looking for some kind of comeback, probably. Uh, what what are you saying about the mayor? Well, did you see the mayor come to the the time magician here at the tent? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Those two have a well-documented friendship. Oh, okay. Uh, do you know anything that they do inside the tent? 
Well, unfortunately, I do not understand the language they speak to each other. I did not win the Linguistics World Award of Reindeers. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they were talking and they were casting Tom magic spells together. That is for sure. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. Um, Mary Midwinter. And uh, thank you. C- congratulations uh, on you your just awards. Just do me a favor, though. Okay. Yeah, probably. Could uh, Could you just... Uh, get some of them uh, green leaves off that there table, and I, I, I would very much like to eat them. Uh, yeah. And I'm scared if I go closer, someone will shoot me and eat me. Are they, they're like safe for you, right? It's not like grapes for dogs. Oh, yes. No, I actually have the uh, World Award in Toxicology. Okay. Uh, man, how many reindeer are at these games that didn't get any awards? You were clean. The only up. one I didn't get was linguistics. Oh, man. And relativity. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, sure. And I go and I grab the, the leaves and, and give them to him. Brilliant. Okay. They kill him instantly. <laughs> <laughs> man. Wait, I have nature. Can I have rolled nature to figure it out if they were dangerous? Sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let me roll this nature check. A little bit of a retcon here, but I'll allow it. It's it's only a 10. So I'm pretty like. Yeah, no, uh, you're uh, not sure. It's actually pretty advanced, pretty advanced reindeer knowledge to know that these were going to kill him. If he if he was the reindeer's leading expert in toxicology, how much should we trust any of the other information that we received from him? I mean, I guess as far as Kane is concerned, it looked like a grab him just had a stroke and was battling. Reindeer, reindeer, here's some leaves. And then a reindeer keels over. He killed the reindeer. Um, and then I walk over without looking back. I, I trust that everything's fine. I don't look back to, to see him keel over. I say, okay, guys, here's what I've learned. <laughs> okay. And I, I tell him all the information. So it uh, sounds like we really do need to find uh, Braun, This is your your town. Uh, th- does this sound right? Is the mayor uh, sus, as the kids say? Well, she How might be. old she has is Figgletoe? He's a he's a jaded thirty year old who's still single. <laughs> Just starting to give up on the world. <laughs> Left home at eighteen. Yep. <laughs> Music career didn't really kick off for 12 years. <laughs> Thought he, he's now been waiting for a fashion magazine in Neverwinter. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Yeah. So, I yeah, we defer to Braun as the town expert. Well, um, why don't I roll investigation and think about all the all the places around here that kerchief and nightcap might frequent or or hide hide in does that sound amenable yeah uh, yeah that sounds great yeah i got a 15 yeah um do do you know kerchief and nightcap you can just make up an answer uh probably in passing i think time time (laughs) magic inner circle (laughs) time magic is is uh, okay unnecessary in my work i'd rather make sure that i do everything correctly from start to finish the first time if you do it right I'd the like first time, you never have question. to go back and fix it. Outside of crafting, what hobbies does Braun have? Uh, let's see. Uh, drinking. 
Um, Classic. Going for nice, nice long walks in the in the late evening. Uh, I love it. Okay, so uh, you were with with your permission. You were in a hiking club in drift sounds great uh, just a couple people got together they'd go on nice little sunset hikes uh, along the mountain trails not not as big in the winter feels and, weirdly exclusionary uh, to jingle <laughs> and uh jingle was the oh yeah jingle Jingle's was just the, like looking part. out the window as the sun sets every time <laughs> i never named the chronergist did i i don't think so or is the no, was, I never. Oh, is Kerchief and Nightcap? Kerchief yeah, and Nightcap. Nightcap. So Kerchief and Nightcap actually joined you for several of these hikes, and there was one particular hike where um, the hike leader—it's a rotating role, right? Because they don't want anyone to go mad with power. Who picks the hike? But the hike leader, whose name, of course, is Snowflake. Jeez, <laughs> didn't say it out loud till now. Snowflake um, said, "Wow." this really was the perfect evening and everyone sort of murmured in happy agreement. And you all silently watched the sun go down. And then a second copy of kerchief and nightcap showed up. He was so impatient. He loved the perfect evening that he wanted to experience it again. So he astrally projected himself back in time, causing (laughs) a paradox and ruining the evening for everyone. So he was the only person ever kicked out, why does that cause a paradox? I don't know. Shut up. Uh, kicked out of the hiking group forever. But you know that when he's feeling embattled, he goes back to that overlook to watch the sunset and weep and remember when he belonged to a group. <laughs> I think I have an idea where we might find Mr. Nightcap. And I point towards this overlook and I say, he might be up there if he's feeling particularly uh, nostalgic or sad or well, any number of things, really. He's not a very good person, I don't think. Let's head up there and see if he's there. All right. We smash cut to the Overlook, where indeed, Kerchief and Nightcap is sitting there, staring at the... Uh, it's not much of a sunset. It's overcast and snowy. Um, but he's, he's there shivering in the snow weeping quietly as you approach. Uh, Bron, you know him. Do you want to take the lead or do you want me to open this up? You can go ahead. Show me what you got. All right. Uh, this is quite, quite the view here. And I step up next to him. Who are you? <laughs> uh, my name is Kane. Uh, Kane... Figito, uh, what, what's your name? Kane Figito from Neverwinter. Outgrew the city. Thought you were too good for us. I remember you. Oh, uh, that was a lot of uh, personal information you had right at your beck and call. Uh, what, what brings you up here? I came here to, to be alone to think. You ever feel like midwinter just ruins everything? I have felt that maybe midwinter is is not as special as everyone seems to just claim it is just accept at face value that this is the greatest thing ever yeah yeah i uh what 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 why do you feel that way Uh, because sometimes when i express this i feel judged i feel like everyone thinks i should just be uh festive all the time and in a great mood all the time 
everyone's like, oh, midwinter's about family and and happiness and and being together. And I feel like it's really just become about the presents and the decorations and the mayor taking a dip in the ratings and coming to you and saying, I need you to send my consciousness back in time 600 years to torment a troll so that he steals midwinter so that I can look like a hero in front of the entire town and get my ratings back from the people and win the upcoming election. And is that what midwinter's become? Is that all it is now? I was and with you on, on that bitter. journey. I was with you on that journey until the very end. It took a twist. Uh, and I lean back to uh, grab him and Bron and I say, I think we have the whole plot here. I think that felt really my, specific with my bardic skills. I think I, I coaxed the truth out of him. <laughs> it's a, it's a you you persuaded him to talk to you. <laughs> yes. Good job. Good job. I'm proud of you. Thank you. That that actually makes me feel really good. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, uh, roll persuasion, Bard. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, persuasion, persuasion. Here's the big I... one. Come on. 25. Wow. Is that good? That's <laughs> um, pretty good. <laughs> I really pretty, feel like I've pretty connected with you today. Hey, tell me, what made you come back to Drift? You know, it, my family wanted me here. Uh, I kind of didn't want to come during midwinter, but they asked me to come at this time of year because it means so much to them. And even if I have my own hangups about midwinter, I do still, you know, love my family and value that. So that's why I'm here. So we're in the exact same situation. Uh, I have never cast the mayor back in time. Uh, so there is some nuance. Oh, did I, did I mishear you or? Nope. Same. Oh. We're the same. We're the same. You're right. Okay. Wow. I just, thanks so much. Kane. this is what I needed today here. You know what? I don't want to be a chronologist anymore. Take this. And he hands you his wand. And this is a wand that will let you cast someone's consciousness back in time <laughs> by up to a thousand years. <laughs> Uh, I don't know which is more valuable. Which, the, uh, once a day. The, the rapier I got or this wand, which can <laughs> cast someone back a thousand years. It's like, I'm just rolling in uh, in goodies. Grab him like whispers over to Bron. He's really winning midwinter. I hope this changes his outlook. Thank you, uh, Kerchief and Nightcap. Do I, you, you want to go by all your name, right? Including the middle initial there? Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I understand the question. Of course, that's my name. Okay. Thank you so much, Kerchief, Kerchief and Nightcap. And I give him a hug. And it's, you know what? It's a real hug. Aw. Midwinter spirit fills all of your hearts and you can have inspiration. I don't know what you'll use it for, but you can have it. <laughs> Joe, inspiration. Well, okay. Listeners, chill. There's kind of two ways to read the rule. When you roll a d20 that did not have advantage or disadvantage and you are unhappy with the roll, you can spend your inspiration to roll a second d20 and keep the higher result. Listeners, relax. <laughs> the other reading is you can choose before you roll and give a roll advantage. There, I acknowledged it. 
Okay. Now okay. you know, Joe. All right. Now you know. Thank I'm you. I'm not cheating for you. It's just there's an ambiguously written rule in the player handbook. All One right. of those is way more valuable than the other. One of those makes it an interesting mechanic to me, and one of those makes me go, ugh. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying so hard not to rant about RPGs. If you wonder what I'm like as a regular every other Friday DM, it's let's play for five minutes, and now Kevin goes off on a rant about RPG mechanics. I'm I'm insufferable. And if you want to hear a longer rant about RPG mechanics, you can always listen to an older podcast episode of the Protagonist Podcast Mm -hmm. that Kevin and I were on. Yeah. Yeah. Right, uh, so you have some mildly powerful magical items. What do you do, heroes? Okay. Um, do I we guess understand. we need to confront the mayor? That sounds like we need to speak to Miss Chestnut. Exactly what I was going to say. I wasn't going to try and just cast one of you into the past, because I can now. No, thank you. All right, we'll go talk to the mayor. But it can right. al- that can always be plan B. Can always be plan B. When you get back to town, the mayor appears to be winning over the people of Drift. They're all chanting chestnut, chestnut. They're waving. This turned into a campaign rally pretty fast. It looks like she's clearly going to win the election, just judging by the number of Driftians who are chanting her name. Her opponent, Icicle, no E, uh, is sitting for Lorne. Hold on while I check. Icicle is a man. Uh, sitting forlorn over on his stage. I don't know why they had simultaneous campaign rallies during your hero's feast. That will never be answered. Um, And he only has a small core of supporters around him. And it really looks like the mayoral election is all but over at this point. I don't know if I want to know the answer, but I'm going to ask a question. uh, Jolly old one. Where's the, where's the grump's head? Uh, Roll perception. 18 18 the grump's head has replaced the flag of drift above city hall i'm becoming increasingly I, less comfortable with this I, I i think that was less worrisome than what joseph had anticipated i have a feeling i know what joseph was thinking no no that's about as bad <laughs> it's, it's flying over the town of drift I thought you were going to, I thought you were afraid it was on top of a tree. (laughs) What? Oh, it was like a Christmas star. Like a a tree topper. (laughs) I actually, I had a moment where I thought uh, Icicle might be just like sitting, talking just to the head of the grump, like no one else around. Just trying to like practice his campaign speech. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um... Well, Sorry. so this think? is looking pretty bad, and we have reason to. Well, we we have confession that the mayor used time magic to create a foe to unite the city against. Yeah, to to manipulate a troll into attacking the town. Yeah, and then That's we became pawns in this scheme. I don't like being anybody's pawn. Is it a crime? What's the what's the charge? Uh, Disenfranchisement? Conspiracy? I I, I mean, it did lead to the grump's heart bursting out of its chest. Mm -hmm. That wasn't me with my words. That was the mayor. Now we know. Is mutilating a troll corpse? Like is that ancient creature? It's not trustworthy. Uh, Trolls love midwinter. All right. Okay. Can we go talk to the mayor? 
Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you are the heroes of Drift. And so as you approach, the mayor's like, oh, the heroes of Drift return. I think she started with an accent, but that's that's gone now. <laughs> the heroes of Drift and everyone cheers. It's like her character has changed away for you. from when we they're, first they're... met her. Say what? It's like her character has changed since we first met her. Yeah. Yeah. I even had notes on how to role play her and those... It doesn't matter what they said. They, they, it's not important. Life comes at uh, you people fast. People throw boughs of um, boughs of mistletoe in front of you. Can I try uh, and uh, persuade the crowd to disperse? Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, give me an I... idea what what you're doing here. Uh, well, this, Dag I... Nabbit, I almost took a spell called Calm Emotions, which could literally do that. Oh. <laughs> you you, uh... you can manipulate the emotions of a crowd. I mean, it wouldn't be. I don't. I don't think I have a spell like that myself, right? I don't. Know. You can check. Look at your list. Got charm person, but not charm crowd. <laughs> uh, no. So I think it's just gonna be my persuasion that uh, it seems like they're. You know, we're the heroes of drift. They're gonna give some attention. I'm gonna. I'm gonna speak to them. Okay. All right. Uh, people of uh, of drift. Uh, you're being swept up uh, in 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 uh, in, in, a, in, a, in oh man I don't want to <laughs> all right people people of drift just remember the spirit of midwinter remember love remember family remember to look at the person next to you and see them for who they are don't get swept up and lose sense of yourself just remember you're each an individual and you each have your own agency and uh and and this is a moment for us to to feel uh a sense of togetherness yes but not uh a loss of self <laughs> you cause everyone okay. to be introspective from yes that's a, okay. i'm trying to combat the herd poisoning that's happening to use aldous huxley's famous phrase uh I'm looking at, is that your persuasion? You rolled a 25 or is that? No, I haven't rolled persuasion. No, oh, that was for, that was for the. So do I roll persuasion now? Oh, yeah, I guess roll it again. Yeah. Can can I help him? Well, I don't know that you need to. Uh, give me an idea how you're helping. He just rolled an absolute bombshell of a, a check, but tell me how you're helping him anyway. I'm interested. <laughs> um, I, I want to like look at him and, and like, in my eyes, I want to be saying he is getting the spirit of midwinter. And I want to like try and convey that visually to everyone else being like, I love midwinter and I'm looking at this guy like he's getting it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we're in the act three monologue about Christmas and you're sort of nodding your head like, while he snow gets it. accumulates on your eyelashes. And, and, and yeah, it okay, knows right. that I love midwinter. And so I wouldn't be nodding along if I didn't think he was sincere. Or so, if there was uh, like, Joe, if there was like somebody, you tell them what you rolled because it's insane. Well, so the alternative is if somebody is like muttering, is like he doesn't even like Midwinter. I would like hit them with a snowball. All right. So okay. So I, I do need to convince the crowd that I I like Midwinter too. Is that what or? Well, uh, the he, you rolled the twenty seven. Yes. That's yeah. uh And then uh, since you've got the somewhat quiet and uh it sounded like there was low-key threats of violence okay so uh, uh, helping you out uh so go ahead and roll with advantage so roll another just roll again and see to, if you to see if it gets any better all right yeah. uh hard to wait, do 20 yeah okay so with your 27 
uh, everyone is like, yeah, midwinter is about individuality and solitude. <laughs> and so they, uh, they all start um, thinking about property rights. And, uh, I'm going to go like, build a constitutional fence. government. I just, yeah. Uh, people, I want you to love midwinter. Uh, don't, don't forget the spirit of midwinter. Just remember that it's about loving uh, and not about othering. <laughs> And so, yeah, um, people start uh, bickering a little bit and uh, and thinking, you know, intensely about like, yeah, you know, maybe I am numero uno. But uh, the no, is- no, people, people. <laughs> I, can I was wrong myself. about midwinter. I was wrong about midwinter. This is not a day about spending like I thought. It's a day about sharing. This is not a day about yourself and what you get. It is a day about giving of yourself that's that's where joy is going to be found when you see uh the happiness that you can give to others that is going to give happiness to yourself as well if you choose to spread fear and sadness and loss and cynicism that is what you will find at midwinter but if you choose to spread love and joy and care and peace that is what you will find at this time of the holiday. For too long, I denied myself the warmth of midwinter because I became cynical and smug and felt superior. But it wasn't the holidays that made me feel that. It was it was me. It was my own my own blindness that that brought that on. All right, brilliant character growth. Everyone bursts into the famous midwinter song, "Snow and Joy and Dispersing of Crowds." <laughs> Uh, and uh, as your stated objective was to disperse the crowd with this Christmas speech, uh, indeed, many of them do start filtering out. Nice. And I, uh, we go talk to the mayor. One on three. <laughs> Bravo, she says. Uh, you disperse that crowd expertly. Uh, are you... Did you not want them to celebrate you i don't think celebrating us is what midwinter is about ah you guys are the best all right well i'm off to my mayor job in my office which is the mayor's office which is where i work (laughs) and she turns to leave uh, how, how long have you been mayor Oh, you know, the length of a term. Five years. You haven't been in drift longer than that in some strange metaphysical way, have you? Uh, I've lived here all my life since I was a little girl. Hmm. I think, was she a half-elf? I don't remember what species I said she was. Sure. (laughs) Half-elf it is. I was born in drift, I'll die in drift. Can I roll insight? To see if sure. things are suspicious. I mean, you, you, sure. I mean, you, you know, things are suspicious. Or, but to like try to get a greater sense of like what would be a question that would push oh, yeah, the okay. right Go, buttons. Give me, give me some insight. Uh, that's a 22. Uh, yeah. Uh, honestly, uh, the direct approach might work with her. She's, she's a politician. She hates direct questions. Okay. Hey, Mayor Chestnut. Why did you go back in time 
to get the grump to attack midwinter so that we would make you look good is her face is, turns ashen okay good it worked that's very it worked. very well done grab him i with the uh, forthrightness of a child that, but I think it would be to your advantage, and she makes the, you can't see me, but I'm making the money gesture with my hand. It would be to your advantage to forget whatever you think you've heard about this. I made a careless comment about dwarves making midwinter toys for people. I thought dwarves were craftsmen, and they would take it as a compliment. You get me, she says to you, Braun, renewing the insensitivity of her original comment. I... <laughs> I chose to be a craftsman. That's my passion, but that, that doesn't mean it's every dwarf's passion. <sighs> All right, listen, it's one troll. What's one troll's life? Okay, the adventurers kill them all the time. The, I, I, I don't see what's wrong with what I did. I, I sent you to slay a monster. Trolls love midwinter. Oh, you've been talking to... She was putting... Right? It was the zoologist that was putting. Yeah. I just kept the list of names. Yeah. I didn't assign it to people. Yeah, put, pudding was the oh, zoologist. I've been talking to pudding. I should have had her killed. How <laughs> how many people are you willing to have killed to be remain mayor of a small town? As many as it takes. Oh, <laughs> and then she she snaps her fingers and her two aides emerge dressed as ninjas. <laughs> Uh, but since you're a party of well-equipped and armed adventurers, they're no match for you. Surely. Of course. They approach, and you see, it is quite obvious, they are no threat to you. They might have been, but we're out of time. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> just well, imagine a little montage where... Uh, or, or, I need montage. Or is it going to be like the, uh, the Indiana Jones situation where... Uh, <laughs> They do all sorts of fancy stuff, and then uh, I, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like Bron just stands okay. up and they, and they run away. <laughs> like, I, oh, oh, I had a bunch of spells game. that I wanted to turn into like Christmas themed things, and so I had like some Eldritch Blast that was going to be twists of red and white energy mm. blasting into that, them. That can be in the montage. We can keep the montage. Uh, Back to the I, montage. I I summoned sugar plum fairies for summon Fay. I oh, love it. Uh, I I could I could summon undead, so I could have summoned like ghosts of of Christmas, various time frames. Awesome. Um, we, we didn't poison spray. As you guys have been peppermint scented. We didn't get there, but I was if if we were going to get into like a fight, I would have whistled for my steel defender, which in this case would have been a nutcracker. Oh, oh! This Mwah. montage is looking so better good. and better. I would have used a rapier. Excellent. Plus one rapier. Plus one rapier. And sent someone's oh, consciousness oh, and a boomerang. Years back a in plus time. one boomerang also yes. would have been I would deployed. Have, would have said, Kane, the wand to use on the mare, and then we just deal with her. And then you sell the wand for fi five gold to buy ale at the pub afterward. Yes. I probably would have tried then, to cast sleep at some point. You just push the mare's so consciousness a thousand years back happened, in the past. And then we the forget about it. Turns out the, the mayor was a lich. You overcome her in an epic battle. Um, and then when you're done, you hear the faint laughter. Ho, ho, ho. And here comes, I think we decided it was just Santa mm -hmm. shows up. 
I'm proud of you, boys. You really reached within yourselves and found the true meaning of midwinter. It's me, a Christian icon, in a setting where that makes no sense. And then he disappears in a whiff of peppermint. And as the camera pans out, the grump's face winks at it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Wait, and that's it. And so the words the end appear on the screen, and we see the grump's head hanging from the flagpole, which is pretty grim. But you asked me where it was. I I didn't plan that. And we do see, since he's a troll and he was not killed with fire, um, his body starts regenerating. Oh, yeah, I feel better about that. That's what that fireball was for. And and then he winks at the camera, and the little peppermint candy cane question mark appears after the end. Oh, thank (laughs) And he's going to have a great attitude about Midwinter after this. And that's how we saved Midwinter. (laughs) Oh, I forgot to cast a humbug infestation. Very... (laughs) A very coherent plot. Yes. <laughs> exactly how D&D always goes, right? This is uh, one of my first major exposures to D&D. Oh, yes, this was, it's uh, always that smooth. This when, was so when, nice to not be the 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 master for a group. <laughs> and to, old. To, oh, yeah, to get oh. to play. Thank you, Kevin, so much for that. This was excellent, excellent stuff for me. Uh 10 out of 10, no notes, would recommend. <laughs> Great fun. Uh, yes, thank you, Norman. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you, Kevin. Um, real quick here at the end, uh, Norman, is there anything you would like to plug? Uh, well, since we were playing D&D, uh, if you'd like to look up some 5th uh, edition books and Pathfinder 1st edition books that I'd contributed to, if you search my my name, Norman Mitchell, on drivethroughrpg.com, uh, you'll find books that I contributed to. That is awesome. I feel like I've now played with a professional. <laughs> that is really cool, Norman. I actually didn't know that you'd done that. Yeah, a published contributor to to rules rule sets. Yeah, I, I uh, work independently uh, with uh, someone I met through the Legendary Games Discord server, and I've done some writing work for Legendary Games. That's awesome, dude. I did a Savage World setting with my friend and I really liked it. We didn't, I think I made $200, which is great because it cost me $3,000 to make. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I loved it. I, I regret nothing and I wasn't expecting to make money, but it was, it was a good time. I liked it. It's a great anyway, 0.5% cool. return on your investment. <laughs> oh yeah, baby. And those residuals are coming in. I get pennies a year. <laughs> uh, Kevin, is there anything you would like to plug? Uh, yeah, since last time we talked, I actually have uploaded stuff to my YouTube channel. So uh, I don't know what it'll be named by the time this comes out. But right now, if you search on YouTube Wrathful Strudel, you'll uh, maybe find it. There's some of Just me talking about D&D. Make sure that's said very clearly. Wrathful Strudel, correct? Wrathful. And I spell Strudel the lazy way. S-T-R-U-D-E-L. And then Wrathful, just like the word. There's only one way to spell Wrathful. All right. And yeah, I put comedy sketches. I sometimes talk about d and I'm firmly uncommitted. I'm committed to not being committed to a topic on the channel at the time we're recording this. You, you just make content. It's all just content to you, right? I'm Kevin? a content creator in the yes. purest sense. <laughs> it's all vibes, as the kids say. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, that is going to wrap up this episode. Thank you if you've listened to all the way to the end of this oh, just unexpected adventure. <laughs> 
we never knew where we were going with this. Uh, but it was a delightful time. For show notes and links to all the other great Dueling Genre shows, you can go to DuelingGenre.com. Also, please subscribe to the Protagonist Podcast if you're a podcast app of choice, and please leave us a review. We'd like to thank Scott Cotton, who composed our theme music. Thank you again for listening. We'll be back next week to discuss another great character and a great story. So I don't think I can roll here, can I? Whoa. Are you guys logged in D&D Beyond? It just made a bunch of sounds. I'm logged into D&D Beyond. Yeah, I'm, I'm also looking at my character sheet on D&D Beyond. When, roll an 18. when you roll your dice in it, it, it'll make the noises for you, but that's not picked up on the podcast or for anyone else. I'm really, really glad it's not. Yeah, it's, it's was... like a loud, kind of obnoxious rolling. That was a truly insane amount like of production <laughs> for a dice roll.